this is episode 464 of the Pixelated Sausage Podcast for Friday, April 27, 2018. I'm your host, Marcus Nez, and I feel like today is going to be a shorter episode because I don't have that much to talk about. I've had a few busy, busy things going on. I did see Isle of Dogs yesterday when everyone else was seeing something about Wars of Infinity or something like that. And... I thought it was okay. Visually, it's great. It's an it's an amazingly beautifully animated piece of film. It was very very nice to look at. The story was it's weird in that you have this young kid. I just, I want to call him. I don't know how they pronounced it in the movie. Uh, I want to call him Atari because I don't want to call him Atari. But, uh, yeah, I'm going I'm to call him Atari. Uh, he wanted to get his bodyguard dog back after he and all the dogs were sent to Trash Island or whatever. Because in this, I think it's the future. Uh, and I think it's a, a split between different faction sides of Japan. One really hates dogs and loves cats. And he is convinced after making the dog sick with like dog flu and snout fever and I think something else uh, to send them all to this trash island and then he wants to eradicate them. Whatever, whatever, whatever. It's weird in that there's no reason for it to take place in Japan. The, the choices that Wes Anderson has made with the story are really weird. So you have humans for the most part, the Japanese ones, speaking Japanese. It is very, 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 very rarely ever subtitled. And if they want you to understand what they're saying, like at a press conference or something, there's always this interpreter who's voiced by Francis McDormand, I believe. And I just found this to be so weird. Who is she interpreting for? Is this is this a press conference that they they want it to be global or something? Like, are they interpreting it for us, the audience? For like, who are who? Why is it being interpreted? Why can't we just have subtitles? The lack of subtitles seems so weird to me. What is what is the point of that? If you're not willing to put subtitles on the screen, you don't want us to read. You want everything to be in English when it's a spoken language. If it's important, it'll be in English. Why is it in Japan? There's no reason for it to be in Japan. There's nothing about it that is Japanese. It's like, oh, here, uh, there's an excuse to show some sumo wrestling. Here, we can show this bit where the person is preparing some sushi and stuff. But really, there's no real reason to the story that it needs to take place in Japan. Dogs are everywhere. There are plenty of dogs in the States, so that doesn't need, that. that's not the reason. Um, so that that's weird. And it is weird that your your hero, in a way. I mean, other than Atari, who is, you know, going to get his dog back, the one who is really pushing, you know, that the government is corrupt and is doing all the things, and there's something, there's some kind of conspiracies going on. Is the white foreign exchange student who has a nice big old fro, uh, voiced by Greta Gerwig. And she's the one really pushing for the investigation and all that kind of stuff. Why? 
why do we have to have the foreign station so that there could be a human talking and that we don't need to have them subtitled or interpreted like why can't this, this another reason why this should just be in some american you know she's from columbus ohio i believe just put it in columbus ohio let it be in columbus ohio even that doesn't make sense you need an island so it should be on one of the coasts uh you know that's just weird why do we why do we need her and i thought it was i mean it, it kind of just pushed it more in that weirdness of her being a a great hero in that at the near end she was interpreting for atari and i believe like i'm guessing she was saying what he was saying word for word but like she's talking like oh and so much thanks to this you know her name for you know going through all these investigatory processes you know finding out that they were doing all these bad things etc blah 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 and i'm like she's really just self-indulging herself with all these uh compliments is he actually saying this because I, I was confused if if she was interpreting what he was saying or if she's just putting words in his mouth to make her look like the the real hero of the whole thing that was weird but i mean it, it visually it's a great looking thing but story-wise ignoring any kind of issues culturally or anything like that i just thought it was like eh, whatever fine it had some it has some moments but i enjoyed fantastic mr fox way more and i've enjoyed a lot of wes anderson's films way more i would definitely put this near the bottom of his catalog um but i think it's worth checking out for the visuals uh yeah i mean i, I it's also weird like one of the excuses i've heard or arguments is that the reason why the japanese isn't subtitled is because the the, the dogs can't under they don't understand japanese so why would we go to you know we're, we're seeing it somewhat through the perspective of a dog's eyes well then why do they understand english why is it that they understand English? Is it because we understand English? You're like, oh, well, you understand English. So a Japanese viewer who who hears the Japanese will understand the Japanese. But it's often, you know, they have that interpreter talking over them. And even if you can hear them with no interpreter and you're just like, okay, they're, they're speaking about something and maybe they'll summarize it in like a printout from a machine or something, it's still kind of muffled. The, the voicing, the, the voice work just sounds like a little weird the audio um but it just seems it seems weird it's like it just seems like there's no real reason it doesn't seem like there is no reason for it to take place in japan there's absolutely no reason because even visually like the countryside and all like there's not much to it that's like oh this is so japanese no it's not it's not at all it's it's just whatever and it's, it's fine uh, I did see a trailer for that I Feel Pretty movie, which it, it the controversy over that about her and and body shaming and stuff like that from the trailer, I didn't get it as much as I thought people were making an uproar about that. I thought that it was somewhat like Shallow Hal, where she suddenly sees herself and that we get a visual representation of what she sees, that she you know, sees a thinner version, like she sees Kate Upton or something. I don't know. But she just sees herself but thinks she's beautiful. Uh, and, you know, I understand, like, well, she didn't think she was beautiful before in the same body, but she just got hit in the head, and now she thinks she's beautiful. And then she'll learn that she, you know, everyone's beautiful. 
but you know, it, it could be a good movie with a decent message. I don't know. I, I do believe that everyone is beautiful. There's no, there's no ugly universal body or shape or face or anything like that. You know, beauty is not objective. It's subjective. There's no one who's be objectively beautiful. And and the the same goes for the opposite. You know, I, I'm not going to see that movie just because I don't like her. I don't think she's funny. What's her name? I can't even remember her name. Uh, I saw Trainwreck and I was like, nope, I don't like her. And I do, I do personally think she's a little weird looking. It's not to say she's ugly, but I can't. For me, the weird thing about her is that when I look at her, what I see is Will Ferrell in drag. She looks so much like Will Ferrell to me that it like it's it's something that maybe a lot of people don't see, but I see Will Ferrell and because I see that, it's it's really distracting. Uh, but then I also I just don't think she's funny. I don't think she's a great actress either. And that's the bigger problem. It's not so much her look, it's just that I don't think she's funny. But I'm sure anyone who hears this and has me, you know, talking about her movie I feel pretty and the the body shape and thing and then me saying I don't think she's I don't like the way she looks. But, you know, no one can like every, the way everyone looks. Plenty of people don't like the way I look. I, fu I fucking hate the way I look. I think I'm ugly as shit. And I'll always think that. It's called body dysmorphia. It's it's a hell of a thing to live with. But, you know, it's improved. I used to think I was the ugliest thing on the planet. I don't think that anymore. Still not super attracted by myself or anything. And I don't, you know, when people compliment me, if they do compliment me, I'm like, huh. Okay, that's that's great, fine. I usually don't say thanks. I'll just say okay, or I'll just ignore them. The, there's been one person who's complimented me for my appearance, who I believed, and uh, that was that was a weird thing. Everything with her was weird. Everything, like my entire mindset, was all weird. It was a weird. It was a weird thing. Really weird, weird thing. Other than that, I played some Monster Prom on PC. It's on Steam. I'm not sure if it's on Mac 2 and all that, but it's a, a dating... It's not so much a dating sim. It's, like a, a con, it's a competitive dating game thing where you can play with up to four people. There's an online component, but I'm not sure Like if you want to search for a match, join a match, you need to have the match ID. And I didn't try because I, I was just trying the game out i didn't want to jump into an online match without knowing how it works so i just quickly did like create a match and i didn't know if that was going to create a match and then find players or not so not sure how that works but you are you're there's three weeks to prom monster prom they're monster people so you have your werewolf your medusa-esque character a ghost a demon a vampire and I think a few others. And you have three weeks until prom to woo your other classmates, uh, charm them, build up your skills. You have creativity, smarts, boldness, etc. And you, during the time you have, uh, you can go to class and go to the library, go to the auditorium, do things. You can purchase little things that will increase your skills or give you some kind of skill, uh, some kind of event-based thing like a, a sheet with two holes in it so that the rest of the game you'll be wearing a bed sheet with holes in it and look like a ghost. And 
yeah, you're just, you just you do a lot of you don't do a lot of talking. You do a lot of reading as other people are talking, and then you will respond with one of usually two responses before in the beginning you start your character by answering three questions and it gives you a few stat boosts and defines your starting character and then you go about you know you have beginning then you have lunch and then i only did a short session so i don't know how the long sessions play out short sessions 30 minutes long an hour played two short sessions so you have the beginning where it's a free period. You can choose to go to any location. Then you have lunch. Then you have an, another free period. And then that's a week. Those three things. And you're just going to these different places and interacting with the characters, getting a lot of text, reading a lot of stuff. Some of it's funny. Some of it's not so funny. And then when all is said and done, you, you pick somebody to, to ask the prom. And then in my two scenarios, you get rejected twice. And that that happened, and it was, it was fine. It was fine. Um, I think the problem with it, like, I think it could be fun to play when I just like, like oh, I, I only have a half hour to kill. Let me just do a quick match of Monster Prom. I could, I could see myself doing that. And there are, when you finish the game, you see how many new outcomes you've experience and events and scenarios and they're like i think 300 and something events a thousand like 1300 uh outcomes and 22 different endings so there's a lot to, uh, a lot of incentive to keep playing again and again to get all those things um but i think having not experienced it yet and probably never will i think the fun of the game would definitely be with playing with other players so even if it's just one of the but i i imagine playing with a full group of three other players would be so much fun and you could all choose to read the dialogue that's being spoken that's being put out there because I, I think part of my problem with the game is that there's a lot of reading and i kind of just wish there were voices to go along with it i can do the voice of myself but i think it'd be fun to alternate and have other people who will do voices for certain characters uh, and, and to really get into it and not so much role play, but just really get into the game and uh, get immersed in all of that. I think, I think it would be a much better multiplayer experience than just playing solo because I'm already getting kind of tired of it. And like there is an outdoor thing where you, you can go to the, it's not a park behind the thing, but you can go behind the school where there's like a tree and stuff. You click, you click on it and every time you do it, at least in my experience, you always start a rave, like a 30 minute rave and 300 people show up. And then, you know, then you get some other kind of new dialogue. You'll get fresh dialogue after you initiate the rave and all that jazz. But that initial text is always pretty much the same. They'll vary it with, oh, there's this wand talking sparkly cat thing, whatever. Um, and yeah, I don't know. It's okay. It's $12, I believe. And there's like a sale. So it's $10 or something right now till May 4th. May the 4th be with you. <laughs> but, um, it's, it's okay. It's okay. I, I just, I would like to, I'm going to see about getting into some online matches and see how that goes. But again, I feel like if the online match is not with people who are talkative and they're not getting really into the story and, you know, 
acting out like it's it's high school and prom's going on, prom's happening in three weeks. If you're not really getting into it, it's gonna suck. But another thing I hate about it, not I don't want to say hate, hate's a strong word. It's just that when you do get to the end and you ask someone out to prom, you just like you click it, you say they ask you, are sure you want to ask this person? You click yes, and then it's like, oh, you you build up the courage to ask this person, and then you get a single dialogue of you know yes or no it's there's there's not much of an event to asking them out maybe if there is a chance of them saying yes it it expands but when they both rejected me it just says no you're so boring and then it's just like okay fine there wasn't any kind of like oh i wish maybe there was like some like they would counter me with like oh you you want to go to prom with me why do you want to go and then like we could have some kind of back and forth or something but it's such an anticlimactic end because you do all this stuff building up. You are building relationships. You get little notifications with like a heart next to somebody, a character's face. It's just, yo, I, I've, I think I've made, you know, some progress with them. Got to remember that so I can maybe pick them for prom uh, and you're getting your stat bonuses. Um, and, you know, you have the dialogue things and the, the not so much trees, but the choices before asking them a problem and then when you get to the actual uh the actual asking of one of the characters it just feels like oh i ask them and then whatever happens happens i don't really have any choice or any chance to potentially you know get them to pick me there's there's nothing i can do at that point you know once you hit the point where you have to ask someone out you can't you have no chance of potentially like oh somebody's maybe on the edge they're teetering between saying yes or no. You can't push them to say yes if they're, you know, gonna end up saying no or whatever. So that's a bit disappointing. But um, yeah, that's Monster Prom. So I think that will do it because I haven't played any new VR things. And I, I did do some streaming. I messed around with doing streaming with the cam and all that. And I was like, Haha, I don't like doing this with a camera. Uh, uh-uh, this is not good. I also feel like. I'm just more talkative and I just feel more comfortable streaming without a cam. And who cares? Nobody's going to be watching it anyway. I've also locked in a good uh, bitrate for streaming that will not do low bandwidth and shouldn't uh, buffer anything like that. So that's another good thing. But um, yeah, might do some more streaming. I, all I streamed yesterday was a bunch of Halo 5 SWAT. So might do more of that even. Who knows? Who, who cares anyway? Nobody cares. Nobody needs to watch me. But that will do it for today's episode of the Pixelated Sausage Podcast. Once again, I'm your host, Marcus Nez. You all can find me on Twitter, Instagram, Xbox Live, Monomelis, Steam, and all the usual places at PX Sausage on PSN. I'm the Kush 3. The site is, of course, PixelatedSausage.com, where you can find this podcast and the Pixelated Paranormal Podcast, which are available on podcast services around the the globe like apple podcast ditch radio and the google play store and uh, if you'd like to check out the art i do you can just go over to the site or go over to pxsart.com and if you'd like to support the site and everything we do in general go over to patreon.com slash pxs and support us that away and you can also go over to youtube.com slash pixelated sausage to watch the the video here and there and the video version of this here podcast so Yeah, and with that said...